it's time for the Cummins Real Estate Show, but with a twist. You see, Michelle is on vacation, and Michelle loves her stat show. Well, it turns out we have stats today, but Michelle's not here to do them. And she said, Curtis, do you think you can handle the stats? And I went, I can try. I can give it a go. I just don't think if I can do it with the gusto that Michelle has, because she does love her stat show so much. But I'm going to give it a go for this awkward and strange Michelle-less stat show. <laughs> it's going to be a little weird, but together I think we can get through this and see what uh, we have. Okay, so the headline... For this month's stats, for June stats, is this. Low supply continues to impact home pricing in the Fraser Valley. Sales increasing despite rate hikes. The Fraser Valley real estate market now saw strong sales activity in June with levels on par with the 10-year average for the month amid ongoing challenges with supply. As seen in recent months, prices continue to trend upward with a lack of supply and high demand for housing, said Narendra Baines, chair of the Fraser Valley Real Estate Board. What we're seeing is sales increase with buyers entering the market despite current financial implications of anticipated rate hikes. A number of factors are at play in the Fraser Valley market, from low supply to unprecedented interest rates, the highest in more than 20 years, said board CEO Baldev Gill. For those seeking to enter the market, whether buying or selling, only a professional realtor can provide the expert guidance and advice to fully evaluate each client's needs and protect their interests. So across the Fraser Valley in June, the average number of days to sell a single-family detached home was 21. A townhouse was 16, and apartments took on average 22 days to sell. Now, a single-family detached home, the benchmark price was $1,526,200. A townhouse was $845,400. Uh, that is uh, a 2.3 percent increase compared to May, but decrease of 5.2% compared to June of 2022. And apartments are, are averaging out, or the benchmark I should say, is $552,200. Uh, an increase of 1.8% compared to May, a decrease of 2.5% compared to June of 2022. All right, let's start with Abbotsford since that's the home base of the radio station. Let's see what we have when it comes to June numbers. All right, so for a detached home, the benchmark price, $1,200,000 $145,400. Now, compared to June of 2022, that's a decrease of 8.6%, but a 3.2% increase since May. For townhouses, the benchmark price is $641,200, uh, compared to $767,500 in June of 2022. Now, that is a decrease of 16.5%, but it's up 2.5% compared to May. Now, for an Apartment, the benchmark price, $437,900. Now, that's an 8.7% decrease compared to 2022, but up 2.8% compared to May of 2023. Let's head across the river to Mission, where the price for a detached home, the benchmark price, $1,000,000. $17,300. Now that's down 10.1% compared to 2022 and down 1.6% compared to May. For a townhouse, benchmark price is $662,400. That's down 12.1% uh, compared to 2023, but up 2.5% compared to May. For an apartment, Benchmark price, $450,400, down 9.9% compared to 2022 and down 1.1% since the month of May. 
Let's head over to sunny South Surrey, where the benchmark price is $1,966,800. That's down 3.9% from 2023, but up 2.7% since May. For a townhouse, benchmark price is $970,700. That's down 1.2% from last year, up 1.1% from May. And for apartments... You're looking at $636,500 for the benchmark price. That's down 1.1% from 2022 and up 1.7% from May. Let's head over to Langley, where the benchmark price for a detached home is $1,611,500, down 10% compared to 2022, but up 2.3% from May. For townhouses, for Langley, benchmark price, $840,300. That's down 9.8% year over year, but up 2.4% from May. And for apartments in Langley, $605,300 is your benchmark price. That's down 4.7% from last year, but up 3.6% from May. Now let's have a look at Delta. The benchmark price for a detached home is $1,428,300. That's down 6% year over year, but up 3.2% from May. For townhouses, $963,400 is your benchmark price. That's down 1.9%, but up 3.8%. Uh, from May. And for apartments, $588,800 is your benchmark, down 6.8% from last year, but up 1.3% since May. And now Surrey combined, Here's what we're looking at. Uh, benchmark price for a detached home, $1,665,200. That's down 6.3% year over year, but up 2.3% since May. Townhouses, Benchmark price, $890,000, down 1.2% year over year, but up 2.2% since May. And for apartments, you're looking at $555,100. That's down 0.1%, but up 0.8% since May. So those are your stats for June for some of the municipalities and some of the cities here in the Fraser Valley. If you want a full look at the stats, of course, you can find all this information and a whole lot more simply by going to michellecummins.ca. We're back with more right after this. Segment two of the Cummins Real Estate Group show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, I understand we're going to be talking a bit about the foreign buyer thing that's been going on because, of course, there was the ban, but it's a soft ban, it would seem. Mm-hmm. It's you not know? a real ban. Yeah. It's well, not a complete and total banishment like a couple buffet restaurants that I'm not allowed back to. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> ban, not banned. Uh, Canada relaxes ban on foreign buyers. Uh, they just implemented in the beginning of the year and they've already decided to relax their law. So I, I'm going to read an article from Scarlett Murray. Murray, I think I'm still. Or Murray. Yeah. And uh, it's written on April 3rd. It was updated April 4th, though. So I got the updated version. Now she wrote it on the 3rd, updated on the 4th. So this isn't chat GPT, everyone, okay? This is an actual person who wrote this. You didn't write I, this? I would think. I would hope. chat GPT? <laughs> no. <laughs> so on January 1st, of course, Canada's partial ban on foreign buyers purchasing property came into an effect. Uh, and that 
was partial because they could still purchase commercial or land only. Uh, on March 27th, significant amendments were made to the prohibition. Fortunately, these changes make it easier for you to become a homeowner in Canada. Work permit holders and property developers, listen up if you didn't already know. Find out the good news. So, what is the partial ban on international property buyers? Well, Justin Trudeau proposed a ban on foreign buyers in his 2021 election campaign. The act was then passed on June 28, 2022. It came into effect on the first day of this year. The ban is intended to last two years. The thinking behind the ban ban was that it would prevent international investors from diving sorry, driving, I'm thinking about driving, up the price of property as many Canadians were struggling to buy their first home. Originally, the ban meant that foreigners could not purchase a property in Canada with a few exceptions, as I said. For example, the foreign nationals could buy a home if they were a permanent resident, obviously, or refugee claimant, uh, which isn't surprising. How has the ban been amended, you ask, maybe? According to the Canadian government, the amendments have been made to further support individuals and families seeking to build a life in Canada by seeking home ownership, as well as to address housing supply issues. Work permit holders. Now, if you hold a work permit or are authorized to work in Canada under the Immigration and Refugee Protection Regulations, you can purchase a residential property. Work permit holders are eligible if they have 183 days or more left on their work permit or work uh, at this time. So we don't know if they'll change this again, but let's see. So, however, though, they will not be allowed to do so if they have already purchased more than one residential property. Furthermore, there will no longer be any tax filings and work experience requirements. Previously, those on a work permit had to work full-time and show evidence of taxes filed for at least three of the last four years. These amendments strike the right balance in ensuring that housing is used to house those living in Canada rather than a speculative investment by foreign investors. A quick look at what permits what work permits in Canada. So in Canada, there are two types of work permits, employer-specific work permit and open work permit. So employer-specific work permit and employer-specific work permit is dependent on an offer of employment and a contract from a company in Canada. It limits the foreign national to working for one company in Canada in one position for a specific amount of time. An open work permit, well, by contrast, an open work permit allows foreign nationals to work in Canada without a job offer first. However, only select people are eligible for this work permit. The list includes international students who have finished their studies and those who have applied for permanent residency in Canada. Before those with these work permits would have been impacted by the ban on foreign buyers. Now, if you go to Canada, Canada on a work permit and feel that you would like to buy a home there, the process will be much more straightforward. Now, property developers, listen up. The rules have been amended so that the ban does not apply to any vacant land zone for mixed or residential use. This means that foreign property developers are able to purchase the land and use it for any purpose, including housing development. In addition, foreigners can also purchase residential property for the purpose of development. Why have these changes been made? 
and why so soon? In the first place, the ban was intended to address the housing shortage and to make the property market more accessible to Canadians and permanent residents. The ban was criticized for shutting out many of those that want to build a life in Canada. The amendment targeting those with a work permit addresses this. Secondly, by relaxing rules for international property developers, they are creating more opportunity to put to rest the housing shortage altogether. The Minister of Housing and Diversity and Inclusion said these amendments will allow newcomers to put down roots in Canada through home ownership and businesses to create jobs and build homes by adding to the housing supply in Canada, Canadian cities. These amendments strike the right balance in ensuring that housing is used to house those living in Canada rather than a speculative investment for foreign investors. So that is uh, the changes that we have seen in this ban. All right. Yeah. Interesting. So. I guess it all kind of makes sense. I kind of see both sides of it. I know what they were trying to do, and then I can see how it, uh, you know, how it was probably affecting, you know, being able people to come and start a new life here, too. So I, I can see both sides. It's true. Yeah, me too. So I got a quote of the week. And are you ready for it, Curtis? I am ready. It does no good to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Harry Potter. Oh, there we go. I'm a Harry Potter fan. Well, how can you not be? And earlier, remember I said dreams? Yep. And I brought it back around? Look at that. That's impressive. Well, people want to see these amazing listings. Uh, you know, where can they go? Well, michellecummins.ca, of course. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.